Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, this is part two of our Easter special chat with Reverend G-Day asking, does God love LGBTQ plus people? If you haven't heard part one, then maybe the answer's there. You better go have a listen. If not, here's part two. Ta-da! You said you had a kid together. How did you raise your child? Are you in touch? How did that shake down? Do you know, I mean, this is, a, this is an area that is very sensitive for me to talk about. I mean, we only have one child together and... Um, Mm-hmm. We, we could have had many more. You know, I, I was a present uh, parent. So, mm-hmm. um, but of course, you know, separation and divorce in any kind of circumstances is always painful, not just for yeah. the child, but also for the couple as well. And that is why it's important not to get into that relationship in the first place. Because I think for LGBT people, it is uh, a relationship that can be avoided. You know, I, I'm not saying that heterosexuals that come together, you know, should not separate if they are not, you know, happy. But I mean, for queer people, it's not a compatible relationship on mm. the grounds of sexual orientation to begin with. Mm. But parenting has always been a joy of mine. Um, we have a child together. We raise that child, to, you know, together. But the reality is that, you know, when one parent is anti-gay and the other one is pro-gay you know that it impacts on your child as well i have had many conversations with my child you know about sexuality so we're still going forwards and backwards even up till now so um i cannot categorically say you know that my child is on board with my sexuality but they are right. truly questioning uh, a lot of mm-hmm. things so and that's okay um uh, what i try to do uh when it comes to my family is that i want to have a personal relationship with my family. I don't want the tussle around what the Bible says or what religion says. If you cannot see me as a member of your family, regardless of how you think or feel about human sexuality, then we're going to have a very difficult relationship. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. And how do you feel about that? The fact that it isn't cut and dry and you're not sure what your child thinks? I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, this is, I mean, it's, it's life, isn't it? Um, you know, we all will grow up and, you know, have different understanding, perspective and knowledge. I mean, it could be about any other subject, you know. I mean, yeah. you know, if you have a passion for trains or aeroplanes, you know, you're going to try to get more interest about it. And not that human sexuality can be compared to that. It's not a hobby, is it? <laughs> it's not a hobby. <laughs> uh, but for me, uh, as a gay person, I, I think that there is always... Uh, pressure on gay people to justify, you know, uh, our life, justify why we believe that God loves you. But I just mm. think that it's it's not a conversation that we should be having. 
uh, I, I don't want to put pressure on queer people to have to give answers to people that are asking them. If, if, if those asking the question haven't done their own homework, then they should do so. I, I think that, you know, what I'll try to do nonetheless is to continue to create safe spaces where these conversations can take place, that we can have a harmonious conclusion. We can have, you know, uh, that safe space where, you know, we can be together and, you know, make mistakes and, you know, um, be able to reconcile and have that peace of mind. It's just so important. Um, yeah. How long do we have on planet Earth that we're going to spend uh, a huge amount of time being in pain uh, over human sexuality? You know, no. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky, isn't it? Because ultimately you can't change someone's mind if they're not okay with your sexuality but they're a member of your family and i just imagine that that's complex and i, I it is complex I, um, and i think that it's created a lot of uh, division between myself and my father you know my father's mm-hmm. a theologian i'm also mm-hmm. a theologian we, we both you know studied well i mean my father is more learned than me if it comes to theology because well he's older you know well i mean he is older <laughs> but I, I i don't always believe that he you'll he's... catch up <laughs> i will catch up i mean my father is older but i don't think he's wiser to be honest and, uh, and it's okay. okay for me to say that because i mm-hmm. felt that my father as a theologian um you know and also a proprietor of uh, an academic institution, uh, a theological academic institution, uh, failed, in my opinion. I, th- I believe he failed uh, because I think my sexuality preceded him with a, a great opportunity for him to say, mm-hmm. okay, let's, let's look at these issues of homosexuality from a theological academic research. Uh, he could have developed two teams of people to say, you know, I need you to be, you know, the researchers on what the Bible says against homosexuality. And let another team of uh, academic theologian researchers also do what the Bible says in favor of homosexuality. And let's come together and do an assessment. You see, I mean, this, I think is missed opportunity. I'm using my opportunities in a positive way because uh, at least for the best part of 15 years, I've been doing a lot of work helping mm-hmm. LGBT people, their families and friends and allies reconcile faith and sexuality. You know, I mean, the, the suicide rates amongst LGBT people on the grounds of the fact that their religion rejects them is too high. You know, the, yeah. the mental health, the fact that queer people are walking away from their faith is, is an indication that something is not quite right. But I'm very yeah. grateful that I'm being able to use the little time that I have so far to be able to walk with people, journey with them mm. and help them on that journey uh, of reconciling. Well, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that because literally the next thing in the, our survey was, are you open about your gender identity or sexuality within your faith community? So th- this was us kind of throwing up to every religion. It's not just Christianity. 39% of people said, yes, they were open about their gender identity or sexuality within their faith. 61% said no. And then we went on further and said, have you ever been excluded by your chosen faith due to your sexuality or gender identity? 48% of people said yes, 52% of people said no. So pretty much half-half, which is which is very interesting, isn't it? That, um, you know, encouraging to see half saying they haven't been excluded. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Chris, I mean, I, let, let, let's look at these two um, survey report. Uh, are you open uh, within your faith community about your sexuality? 
Um, if you further ask the question from those who said yes, you know, mm. are they in leadership within those faith communities? You know, do they help to make decisions? Uh, is the church community yeah. working towards becoming an inclusive space for them? So can they have a queer uh, oriented program in a mosque or in a synagogue where they have said yes to? Now, have they felt excluded? Of course, you know, that, 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 that percentage is absolutely kind of right. But then for those who said no, you understand me? Because mm-hmm. when people come out as gay in the church, often they tell them to be quiet about it. So even right. if they said, I've, I've not been excluded, but, you know, there will be snide remarks. There will be things that they will keep, you away, keep away from you. Your mm-hmm. faith community have to be absolutely inclusive. You know, I've always mm-hmm. said this, right? If your church is not good enough for gay people, it's not good for anybody. You, mm-hmm. you can't trust mm-hmm. the church that. that does not welcome gay people. You can't. Yeah. Because, I mean, if yeah. they are going to ostracize gay people today, who are they going to ostracize next? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, I mean, mm-hmm. the, this, this um, survey result shows the failing of the church. You know, the church needs to look at its equality, diversity, and inclusion policy quite clearly. This is not just, you know, the, the Bible says the Bible says. You know, the Bible does not talk about all this stupidity that we see in our church spaces. <laughs> God, don't get me going this afternoon. But I, but, but I th- Keep going, I love it. <laughs> but, but, you know what? Let's break open an Easter egg. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read you a little email we got. Someone replied with a slightly, you know, sort of elaborating on their their experience. Uh, Matthew said, I was raised in the Mormon faith, like many married young and quickly started a family. Twelve years later, I was the bishop of my congregation. During a council meeting with my church superior, I said that I was gay. That was the beginning of the end for the church relationship. I was invited to take a week off from church and the following Sunday I was uninvited to be the congregation leader. Two weeks after that I was called to the new bishop's office and read the riot act and told to man up and make a decision if I wanted a divorce. There was discussion of a church court. Oh yes, the Mormon church holds courts for members that have done egregious sins according to them i wished to avoid the fiasco and asked to be removed from the records of the church in an effort to help my children and to see them and support them i continued to attend the congregation for years after my divorce and outing of my sexual orientation i was never welcomed and was essentially shunned by the members of the congregation the one person who had the audacity to remain my friend was questioned by the new bishop about his sexual orientation due to our friendship well i'm sorry to hear that happened matthew does this sound familiar to you, GD? I mean, you know, I'm not familiar with the Mormon faith, so, but I mm. mean, the, this whole scenario is very, very familiar. A lot of queer people we serve in the church, you know, like many yeah. others. We're very dedicated, you know, to whatever role we find ourselves in. And sometimes we burn out doing this service. And of course, when it comes to the issue of our sexuality, the moment we come out, then it means that our services are no longer required. We're often suspended. Um, you know, we mm. are asked to step down. And that is painful, especially if you have served your church community for many, many years. Um, mm, mm, mm. I have served my own church community uh, for over 10 years before I came out as gay uh, with my ex-wife. I was immediately excommunicated from the church. 
Of course, the second church congregation that I went to uh, join as well in London, um, you know, I when I went to this church community, I was immediately drawn by the activities in the church. I joined several departments uh, in the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking volunteering for you know the mission department, the catering department, all sort of department. And um, mm-hmm. when they found out that I was gay, I was asked to step down from all duties, and that was very wow. painful. So, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that you know the snide remarks are there. You know, people belittle you because of your sexuality. They make you very uncomfortable. I was subjected, you know, to conversion therapy. Uh, I was called a contaminated soil. Um, I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, emotionally abused. Uh, I was physically abused, all in the name of healing uh, me from my sexuality. Mm-hmm. But again, the the other thing is that I also had friends in the church who stood with me, and some of them are still my good friends today. But, you know, the reality is that, you know, I mean, LGBT people will find ourselves in church communities uh, in the time where we're not open about our sexuality. And then when they got to know about our sexuality for one way or the other, maybe we have a new relationship and want to tell them or somebody find out that you're gay or lesbian and then they report you to the church, um, then they will, they will do all sorts of things. So, I mean, my advocacy today is to tell queer people or to advise queer people to, you know, find a church that is inclusive and firming before mm-hmm. you, you know, invest all of your yourself in that community. <laughs> it is heartbreaking. Yes. It is heartbreaking. I know people that join church communities. Uh, they've done all the membership program. You know, they've started to contribute to the life of the church only to be told that there's no place for them here. Wow. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It actually tallies with what you you were saying earlier. Um, we slightly covered this, but I'll read it out because we asked listeners to say, um, if you're a Christian, do you, as an LGBTQ plus person, feel Christianity welcomes you? 84% said no, only 16% said yes. And when I was listening to you just then, you know, talking about what happened with your own personal experience of being asked to step down from all these things which you're doing amazing work in and volunteering and all this stuff, my brain just question went, why don't you just leave the church? And I suppose, is it that your life's work is to try and change this dusty institution that's been around forever, but try and change it for the better from the inside out? 
Do you feel like that's your life's mission? <laughs> um, no, no, Chris. This is not my life mission. Um, <laughs> I, I think to be quite honest, I mean, I mean, maybe I would say my mission is to be able to create safe spaces for queer people, whether it is yeah. inside the church or whether it's within the church community or outside of the church community. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I, I do say to queer people, you know, it would be great if you go to church. But I also you know, say to them to be mindful of which church they go to. You can always ask a direct question, is your church inclusive of queer people? You know, I mean, I, I serve at a church uh, currently in St. Mary in Walthamstow. This church is amazing and, you know, it's is inclusive. They have queer people on their management committee. That is from right. the top down. Right. Do you understand me? Yeah. They've had many conversations around becoming and being an inclusive church. You understand me? They're very open and welcoming. The moment I say I'm gay, it wasn't an issue. And this, we're talking about a church that is for open to everybody. And remember I told you that, you know, I, in, I, I joined the Metropolitan Community Church in the early 2000s. The Metropolitan mm-hmm. Community Church was the gay church. If you are not right. gay, you will not even be comfortable going to the MCC church. And this is my kind of church. Thank you. But you see, but the good thing with a metropolitan community church is that it does not discriminate against heterosexual people. But mm-hmm. every church should be welcoming of all people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, honestly, Chris, there was a time where black people were not welcome in church in this part of the world. So what, what are we talking about? You know, women cannot be in leadership. So we've seen all forms of discrimination against people because of their natural being. So... Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a double whammy of. It is a double whammy, stuff. but to be quite honest, I mean, uh, let me just say one of the things that's become my mantra. You know, uh, there are four things I always say to people that you know, as queer Christians, you know, we need to be in a place where we can occupy. You know, we can occupy. For me, becoming a priest in the Church of England, I believe that I'm occupying uh, a place of priesthood. So that I can yeah. provide appropriate um, pastoral care and support to other queer people mm-hmm. like myself. Uh, the mm-hmm. other thing is um, ownership. You understand me? And we need to take ownership and take responsibility for uh, some of our well-beings and, and our own understanding of, of human sexuality. And, and mm-hmm. I think that we also need to overtake. We need to overtake the nuisances that we see, you know, the oppressions that we see. And um, for the life mm. of me, I've forgotten the fourth one. So <laughs> we can make a T-shirt of it. Um, <laughs> but do, <laughs> you know, th- there's you've done great work in su- in support for queer people in Christianity. Do you experience similar support being a black man as, as a member of the church, being a priest? Is is are there networks for that? Do you feel that there is support for for you? I mean, there are networks of, 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 of black clergy or clergy of color uh, mm. in the Church of England, but I, I haven't felt the direct support of those communities mm-hmm. because of bisexuality. So again, right. um, you Interesting. know, exactly. I mean, being gay uh, creates another, you know, dimension of a problem within the black community. So, and of mm. course, the, the, the black clergy communities and i'm sure that i hope that somebody will hear this and come to me and say jude that's not so but i haven't mm-hmm. felt welcomed you know by the black clergies in the church so mm-hmm. again 
no one has come to talk to me about my sexuality. I have certainly tried my best to, you know, find relationship within those communities. But of course, there's always that, you know, distance that, you know, no, um, I'm not sure that we can work with you because of your sexuality is always the issues. But I think that, you know, I mean, I, I would like to see uh, a, a, a unity of minds around race and sexuality. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, I have been largely welcomed by other priests who are not black, who are gay, and some who are not gay. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, hard, that's heartwarming, to be quite honest. Uh, but, you know, if, you, if you're not accepted by your own people, you will certainly feel the rejection more. Yeah, 100%. And so do you live in Walthamstow as well or nearby? I mean, I live in East London, so yeah. East London. Mm-hmm. Are you in a relationship now is there, or is there... What's, <laughs> my relationship, what's it like? My relationship status is I'm, I'm single at the moment, but hey, that is not... Please do not bombard me with calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, tough luck. So is the dog collar, is that good for dating? Is it not good for dating? <laughs> I like this. I believe it, I believe it's good for dating if that's what we want to draw attention to. I mean, no, honestly, I mean, the, the reality is that anyone that's going to date a religious leader also have to have a level of discipline themselves. I mean, I mean, yeah. we're all human beings. I mean, I'm somebody mm-hmm. that I love attention in relationship. I like people to give me attention and, you know, and I like to reciprocate by giving someone attention. But I think that it, you know, the reality is that if you're considering dating somebody who is a priest, you really have to learn to be disciplined, um, let them be able to do their work. Because we are going to meet with people. We are going to provide pastoral care for people. I mean, you cannot even Mm -hmm. think about being jealous or, or having some kind of attitude. But there's no celibacy, right? Not for Anglicans. I think that, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it is required, but it's not. Uh, I, I don't think it's strictly law, um, because Anglican priests can marry, okay, the opposite sex, of course. Anglican priests can also enter into a civil partnership, but not mm-hmm. same-sex marriage, okay. Right. But of course, right. you know, I mean, the Anglican Church, Church of England in particular, have uh, a guideline on human sexuality that actually does allow you know, LGBT clergy to enter into civil partnership. Religious leaders have feelings just like everybody else. You know, they're human beings. Hell yeah. We are human beings with feelings. Probably bad choice of word for me. <laughs> Listeners, if you've got any thoughts on anything we've spoken about today, you know what to do. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com. It's at homosapiens on Instagram. You can send me a voice note, you can send me a message, it's really up to you. But the crucial thing is, let's hear from you. Let's hear what you think, let's hear your concerns. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Easter, if that is what you celebrate, listeners. Much love. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Powered by Spirit Studios.